Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. Instead of becoming yet another burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my own terms, enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm now on a mission to help lawyers do just that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both life and law. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hello, hello. This is Heather Mulder, host of the Life in Law Podcast. So today I want to talk about something that's pretty important, and it's about how to prepare for your year-end review. Because for many of you, they're actually coming up. I know we're just into September, but a lot of my clients are starting to prepare for their year-end reviews already, and I think the preparation process is incredibly important, right? Now, today's episode is specifically getting into how to prepare for a general type of review. It isn't getting into compensation reviews that the partners and shareholders, especially the equity partners and shareholders out there, have to get into at the year end. There are specific nuances to compensation reviews for partners and shareholders that we're not going to get into today. That's because it's really a different line of discussion, and I want today's episode to be more general, to help anyone and everyone out when you're preparing for these reviews. Also, I do know that most associates are already starting their review process, as I mentioned. Some of you shareholders may already be doing that as well, but I know that a lot of associate reviews tend to take place mm, like October, November, and there, you know, there's a big process to it. Oftentimes, there are these forms you have to fill out, you need to tell the powers that be, I used to <laughs> I used to call them, who to talk to, who to get feedback from. And so you need to start really thinking about it now. So this is applicable really to the associates out there, but it's also applicable to anybody who's in-house to any, because you typically have year-end reviews as well. It's applicable to partners and shareholders and of counsel as well. Even though you may not be preparing yet, your reviews do tend to be towards the end of the year as more collections come in. This is going to help you in that preparation process. So I wanted to go ahead and get it out there since some of you are already doing this. So if this is not you yet and you're not having to prepare for it, then perhaps you can put this off. But actually, I'd recommend you not because if you are more senior, you still need to help others prepare for their reviews. You still manage and lead others. And so I think it's important to go ahead and listen to this from a leadership perspective so that you can help those who are underneath you to prepare more fully. Before we dive into today's topic, a few quick housekeeping items. Number one, if you are not already following the podcast, be sure to hit follow. Apple did have a change, I think sometime earlier this summer, so you, you don't subscribe anymore, you follow. I guess that means I need to change <laughs> my ending of the podcast so that I say that more clearly. So please do make sure you hit follow if you're not. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, I have a request for you. I ask that you please share your favorite on your whatever social media platform that you frequent. So to do that, all you have to do is go to lifeandlawpodcast.com 
forward slash episodes. Find your favorite episode and hit the social media sharing button of your choice that's at the top of that page, okay? And another tip when sharing, don't just share it. People don't really pay attention when you do that. Tell them why you liked that particular episode. Why should they listen? Just by adding a simple sentence about what you enjoyed and why you think somebody else should listen is really helpful to get people to listen. And frankly, it's going to tell people you know, who might be interested in that topic that they should listen and weed those out who aren't interested. So that I would very greatly appreciate. Also, if you do not yet have your copy of the Life and Law Roadmap, I encourage you to grab it right now. There will be a link in the show notes to go get it. The Life and Law Roadmap consists of the top five steps that I took to transform from burned out to balanced while achieving all the things I wanted to. And that includes building my practice to over two and a half million from scratch. So if you would like to be more balanced and have a successful legal career, I highly encourage you to download the Life and Law Roadmap. A client actually told me recently that she knew it was ready to hire a coach and reached out to me when she realized that she couldn't just time manage her way to balance. (laughs) And I think that's a good way of saying it. We often think that time management is so important. And yes, it is. But you can't just time manage your way there. And so if that is you, I encourage you to download the Life and Roll Roadmap. It is a great starting point for making very simple changes that will help you create both the balance and success that you want. Okay, so let's talk about reviews and how to prepare for your review. So first up, before we get into the step-by-step, I want to note something important. This isn't just about putting your best foot forward so that you're perceived the way you want to be perceived and can get paid really well and keep climbing up the ladder to that next level, okay? Yes, that is part of it, but it goes way deeper than that. Your review is really about your professional growth and development, full stop. And so that means that you want it to be as productive as possible for you, okay? And what does that mean? What does wanting it to be productive means? Well, it means being honest with yourself about what you've achieved and what you haven't achieved, especially in respect of anything that you said no to and turned down, that you didn't get to that might have been brought up in your last review, right? You want to be really honest about mistakes that were made and, importantly, what you learned from them. You also want to be really clear about how other people perceive you, whether rightly or wrongly, maybe through misunderstandings or there are colleagues or peers that you just don't jive with as well. You want to get really clear and honest about those things, and you want to be honest about what role you play within those relationships. So all of these things are really important for your professional growth and development, and so you want to be able to address them. That means embracing it all, not just looking at the good and trying to put your best foot forward. Yes, that is part of what you're doing, but there is an art to this, okay? You've got to be able to embrace the so-called bad stuff too. And you can do that in a way that helps you move forward. And we're going to get into that today by the steps that we're going to go through. But I just wanted to make that crystal clear before we dove in, okay? Because a lot of this is mindset is key. I'm sure you've seen a theme throughout this podcast so far. Mindset is the foundation 
to building the career and life you want. And so going into this process with the right mindset is key as well. It's going to help you get the most out of your preparation and the review itself. So let's get into how to actually prepare for your review. Now, a quick note, this is a lengthy thing. It does take time. You need to set aside time. This is why so many firms and companies out there start getting you the forms that they want you to fill out way ahead of time. And before you even start filling out those forms, there are very specific steps that I want you to go through in order to fully prepare. So I want to impress upon you that, yes, this is time-consuming. Yes, you must make time for it, but it is so well worth it. So please do it, okay? And once you do this once, it gets easier. And you're going to see as we go through these steps that there are ways that you can help yourself out moving forward by doing some of these things like on a month-to-month basis so that a lot of this stuff is already there and it's not so time-consuming moving forward. All right, so step number one. I want you to look back on whatever goals you set for this year that were hopefully based on what you heard in your last review, if you had one. And you're going to want to look at those and see what was and was not achieved and get really honest about that. So some of you are big goal setters, and so this is really easy to do. Some of you may not have set formal goals. I would encourage you moving forward to start setting more formal goals. Why do you want that? Well, it makes it easier to track your progress. It makes it easier to measure your progress, right? So that you can see where you are as opposed to where you wanted to be. Identify the gaps and so on. If you did not have clearly defined goals, then unfortunately this step you're not really going to be able to do and you're going to want to move on. But if you did set goals, then I want you to go through a specific process, okay? Now, if you didn't set goals and you're like, ah, I should have, don't beat yourself up over it. It's something to learn from. I do plan to address goal setting and my goal achievement framework either later this year or early next year. So be on the lookout for that. It will help you greatly. But just move on to the next step. That's totally okay for now. If you did set goals, then I want you to look at whatever they were. And I want you to ask some pertinent questions, okay? And be super honest in your answers. So number one, look at the good. What did I accomplish? How did I do that? What did I even exceed? You know, where did I get on the things that I accomplished? And when you're looking at that, I want you to ask, okay, so what helped me to achieve these things and exceed if I exceeded them? What did you do right? How did you get those things done? Think about your unique strengths here. What did you do naturally? What habits do you have that aided you in this? You want to understand so that you can highlight your strengths in your review, by the way. You also want to understand because it kind of helps you moving forward when you start to set new goals, okay, so that you can more easily achieve them in the future. Also, understanding your strengths is really helpful for you to be able to see where you can add more value to the team, to, you know, your firm, to whatever it is that you do. You're going to also ask, well, what did I learn from these experiences, from these wins? Then you're going to look at what was not accomplished. And let me be clear, if you set really good goals and stretched yourself a bit, 
it's pretty likely that every single thing isn't going to be fully accomplished. And that's totally okay. All right? It's normal. Also, things happen in the real world that are outside of our control. And sometimes circumstances just don't allow us to fully achieve our goals. That's okay too. Now, it might be that some of it is because you just didn't perform as you wanted or as you expected. It might be that, you know, something was harder than you thought. Whatever it is, you want to look at what you did not accomplish and ask why. What got in your way? What circumstances happened? Maybe what did you try but didn't perform the way you wanted? Be honest about where you are on those things and why. Now, a quick note. I don't want you to get bogged down in negativity here. The goal is to be super honest in the most objective way that you can. So don't get caught up in negativity. I suggest that you write everything down and you ask these questions and you just write it down. Okay, here's what happened. Try to keep an objective mind. And note, remind yourself that, look, this is okay. I'm going to learn from this. This is going to help me leverage what I learn so that I can do better, do more moving forward. So I do, this is why mindset is so important when you're going through this process, okay? And so to help you with that, for anything that you didn't accomplish, ask yourself, okay, what did I learn about myself, about other people, about circumstances, about what could be done differently moving forward? How can I use all of that moving forward? This will help you be more proactive and not get caught up in the negative. And again, write everything down. I cannot impress upon you the importance of writing it down. All right, so once you've gone through your goals, it's then time to pull out your review from last year and see what else was on there that was identified as something you needed to work on, get better at, etc. that may or may not have been a part of your goals. Because let's be honest, a lot of times there's a lot of stuff on there. Maybe there's specific skills they want you to develop. And it doesn't necessarily relate to a specific goal. So you want to go back and you want to look at that. And you want to get really honest about what you did and did not get done. And again, remember, circumstances sometimes work against you. And that's okay. So don't beat up on yourself. But you want to look at this with a fresh perspective, a curious mind, and being really open and honest with yourself about what you did and did not do and why. I want you to ask more questions. First, look at what you did do. Okay? What did you do that you haven't already addressed when going through your goals? You don't need to repeat yourself. And be specific about what you did that addressed the issues that were raised. And when I say issues, by the way, I'm talking about things like the skills they wanted you to develop. The type of deals or experience they wanted you to get. And also soft skills, right? So this is especially the case for those who are more senior, for senior associates trying to make partner, for of counsel, and especially partners and shareholders. You know, oftentimes your reviews aren't so much about, I want you this type to get this type of experience or to be on this type of a deal or get this kind of a case. They want you to work on your communication skills, your leadership skills or experience, um, your management style, maybe helping to grow your practice group and so on. So all of these things are fair game to be looking at, okay? It's not just hard skills. It's soft skills too. So look at those things that you did achieve and ask, what happened? What experiences did I have? And how did they further develop me as a lawyer? as a manager, as a leader, et cetera. 
What did I learn from this? How did I grow from this? And jot all of this down. Now, something to note, what I'm trying to get at here is for you not to just check the box. Yes, check. I did that by participating in X case or drafting the contract for client Y. (laughs) Okay. I want you to get more specific about what you did, what you learned, what skills were specifically developed, and how much better you got at these things. Okay. And this is especially important for those softer skills I just talked about, right? The listening, the communication, the relationship building, productivity, team building, body language, empathy, all of those are soft skills. And those things sometimes do come up in reviews. Or they don't come up proactively, but they're kind of hinted at. So remember those things and get at those too. Ask yourself these questions in respect of it all. This is a holistic review. Next, identify what was raised in your last review that either wasn't addressed at all, hopefully there's nothing like that, but there might be, or where you didn't achieve what was hoped for fully. So it could be a skill that they wanted you to focus on that you couldn't even get to because the opportunity didn't come up, right? Or it could be a skill that they wanted you to focus on and identified where they wanted you to be and you worked on it, you have developed it further, but you didn't get there fully and you know that and you want to address it. Or it could be that you got so busy, something came up that provided an opportunity for you where they had raised the issue, but you had to turn it down because you had so much going on and you had something else that you were working on that was also identified, right? So you want to look at all these things and you want to get really clear about where did I have these opportunities, but had to turn them down? Or where did the opportunity not even come up? And then ask, okay, what could I have done differently, perhaps? And how can I use that moving forward? So for example, if they wanted you to get more experience in a specific area, and there wasn't anything that came up, how else could you have gotten that experience? Maybe you're in a big firm and nothing came up in your office, but you could have reached out to another partner in another office. Or maybe there could be an opportunity through taking on some pro bono work, if that would make sense, right? So get really honest about that. Now, please note, that doesn't mean that you have to have done it because sometimes you're too busy and you just can't. And so be honest about that. But also, It's good to identify these other areas so that you can bring it up in your review and say, okay, I understand that I could do this. Here's why I didn't, but here's why I'm keeping this in mind for this next year if the opportunity doesn't come up, right? So again, this is so that there's an art to this. And this is so that you can raise those issues. Be really honest about them. Show that you've fully thought about them and you've been thoughtful the whole way through and you're continuing to be thoughtful for your continuous growth and development. And again, remember, write all of this down. Okay, so you've been through your goals. You've been through your prior review. Now it's time to go month by month through your year and identify the things you actually worked on that were important. So here you want to jot down the big deals, cases, matters, whatever you call them, depending on, you know, the type of work that you do, that you worked on over the course of the year but haven't already been identified in the first two steps. I want you to especially focus on those things that pushed you, where you grew, where you learned something, where you developed new strengths, skills, knowledge, etc. 
anything you feel was important for your professional growth and development. And start by looking at the actual like billable work or projects if you're in-house that are in your domain. Also think about non-billable work, like a committee you were on, something administrative, some leadership position, and also external things that you feel are important and relevant to your professional development. Maybe it's a client development activity. Maybe it's community work and so on. You want to take a holistic look month by month through your year. And I say month to month month by month for a reason. We tend to focus on the last couple of months and we forget all that we've done. And so you want to kind of pull that back out and look month by month by month. What was I doing? What was going on in those months that you want to pull out and make sure people remember those things, okay? And it is a more holistic look because you are a whole person and you develop professionally, not just through billable work and your internal projects if you're in-house, but by all that you do. Now, caveat, it must be relevant to your professional growth and development, okay? And not everything is. Also, it's got to be something they feel is relevant without too much explanation, okay? Here's the deal. It's not going to matter if you're super active outside of work, even if it is relevant in your mind, if you're a private practice attorney with billables at 1,200 hours and you didn't achieve even 50% of what they asked you to do in your last review, okay? So you need to be self-aware. And if you're not 100% certain about whether you should bring something up, ask your mentor, ask a shareholder you work with a lot that you trust and work for a lot. And a note about mentors, you need to have them. Hopefully you do. (laughs) Sometimes they're assigned within the firm, but I'll be honest, the best mentors out there are the people that you just are naturally drawn to. Make sure you have mentors. And if you don't, it probably should go down as a goal for this next year is to develop some relationships with some mentors within your firm that you feel comfortable with and can talk about these things with, okay? And this goes, by the way, not just for associates. I think a lot of people make shareholder or partner and think, I don't need mentors anymore. That's not true. I got to say, some of the best mentor relationships I ever had were formed after I made partner. I was really good about seeking good relationships of people who were more senior than me that I could really learn from and continued with that throughout, you know, partnership. So make sure you have good mentors, okay? So when you're doing this process and going month by month, you want to ask yourself, okay, what did I do? Get specific about what you did and the role you played. What skills were strengthened or developed? How did your strengths show up to help you? Where did you mess up? What mistakes were made? And then ask for each of these experiences that you've identified and definitely the mistakes and mess ups. What did you learn? And how can you use what you learned from that experience moving forward? And bonus points for any mistakes or mess ups or things where you felt like you could have done better earlier in the year. Identify also those things that you learned early on that you then took and did better the remainder of the year. So this process is really important, and I know it probably seems a little overwhelming to go month by month, but it's really important for a couple of reasons. First, as I mentioned, it's going to jog your memory of things that you hadn't thought of that are important to you, okay? It's really easy to forget. People tend to remember the immediate past. So you want to make sure that you are remembering and that also you're highlighting to the powers that be the other things that you've done, not just things that happened recently. 
The other thing I would say is it's really going to help you put your best foot forward in a more realistic manner by doing this. So I do want you to go through this process, even though it feels like, oh my God, I got to go month to month. Okay. Now, here's what I would say, because this is an opportunity for growth in the next year. Think about how you can manage this moving forward so that it doesn't feel so big or overwhelming or take very much time at all next year. So you can, at the end of each month, just sit down for 20 minutes and go back on your month moving forward and identify these things and just keep them so that when you do your annual review, you just pull them out. The other thing I would say is think about getting informal feedback throughout your year. It's going to help you in your growth and development and you won't have to be doing all of this at the year end, okay? So I used to go to lunch with the partner I primarily worked for as an associate at least once a week. And we would talk about the deals that we were working on, what was going on generally, what we were looking forward to. I would also ask him very specific questions about learning opportunities, about where I could grow, about what I could do differently, okay? So I want you to really think about how you can start doing that on an ongoing basis moving forward and then writing these things down because they're going to help you. Like maybe you have a notebook throughout the year, but you just keep this information logged in so that this doesn't feel so big and overwhelming at the year end. Now, something to note, you can also try to get people out and ask them, you know, I'm filling out my review. I'm going through my my year. I'd like to talk to you about it as I'm filling it out and get their feedback now. And I would highly encourage you to do that with the couple of people that you've worked with the most over the last year, or maybe even you worked with one specific person or a group um, that you only worked with on one big case or deal that you hadn't before, and you'd really like their input because it was a big matter for you. I would go to them now and ask them questions, maybe take them to lunch. Now, they may say something like, look, I'm already filling that out for you written and not want to do that but a lot of people will be happy to chat about it and so I would encourage you to start doing that over the next couple of weeks so that you can get all of the information you possibly can ahead of time and be fully prepared for your review. The other thing I would say is just be sure not to skip over or gloss over mistakes. It's really easy to do that. You want to get real about them. You want to ask what you learned. You want to really be thoughtful about what could have been done differently. This is what will differentiate you within your review, within both your written review and the in-person review. Because if you've gone over those things and you've been thoughtful about them and you admit to them and you're able to say, okay, but I've thought about them and here's what I'm doing about it, that looks way better than just talking about your successes. And this goes for anyone and everyone because partners have this problem too. Sometimes we don't meet our origination goals. Sometimes things happen and we learn from them. You want to be prepared. All right, so moving on to step number four. You're still looking backward, y'all. So you're going to take a holistic view of everything you've identified so far, your goals, the things they wanted you to work on, and your timeline for the year. And you're going to ask a couple of very specific questions to make you go even deeper. Number one, what surprised you about yourself over the past year, the good and the bad? Number two, what did you learn about yourself, your outlook, your tendencies, the good and the bad? 
Now, that's really important, especially your tendencies. We all have habits and tendencies. You can learn from those because you can change them, by the way. (laughs) So look at that. Number three, what or who inspired you over the past year? And number four, who helped you out over the past year? Either with skill development, overcoming a mistake, giving advice, being there to support you, whatever it was. You're going to want to give a shout out to those people who helped and inspired you. This builds trust and better relationships moving forward. And it often goes back to them. You don't have to do anything about that. It's going to get back to them eventually. It really makes you look better as well in the review. So I highly recommend you do that. Okay. All right. So the first four steps are all lookbacks. It's finally time to look forward, y'all. So step number five. This is where you're going to identify how you want to move forward in the year ahead. Now, note, this isn't about setting goals yet, but about identifying where you'd like to further grow and develop as a lawyer and a person. Kind of identify those gaps that you're thinking you'd like to fill. This does help inform you of the goals you're going to want to set. But you need to go through this process to ensure that you're setting the right goals for yourself, okay? Something else to note. You haven't looked at the review form that your firm makes you fill out yet. Notice that? It's really important that you do all of this first, your own review first, very honestly and on your own, before you even look at that form, okay? This is going to help you be more clear and precise as to where you are, what you have or haven't done and or addressed before going through that, so that that form will be as in-depth, honest, and well thought out as possible. When looking forward, what do you do? Remembering everything that you've already gone over and you've identified as the good and the bad over the past year, you want to ask yourself, what do I want to be able to say about myself, my progress, and the things I've worked on one year from now that I can't say about myself yet? And why? Why is that important to me? This is really important, okay, to identify. It's going to help you really set better goals and be more thoughtful about your year ahead and what you want to accomplish. And when thinking about this, think about skills that you want to develop. Think about types of cases, deals, contracts, writing, whatever it is that you want to either get into that you haven't or develop more fully. Think also about those soft skills, right? Listening skills, communication skills, empathy, leadership traits, relationship building, be it with clients or peers, management style, all of the above, okay? Then ask, how can you ensure that you'll be able to say that about yourself a year from now? Remember, you asked, what do I not see yet that I want to see a year from now? And how can I ensure that I'll be able to say that about myself? next year. Now, an important caveat, make sure you're being realistic. You're not thinking three to five years out. You're wanting to actually look a year out. If you need, you can go three to five years out first, but then you got to pull back and say, okay, what's actually achievable in the next year? What's realistic here? So when you're looking at, okay, how can I ensure that I'm going to achieve these things? Think about who you would want to reach out to, what help you need what you need to ask for within the review, you know, the resources you need, the support you need. Maybe you identify that you'd like a 360 type review. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's where various questions are asked of those you work with about you, about your 
soft skills, usually. Some are hard skills, but a lot of it is more management leadership. These are appropriate for people who are more senior, about ready to be promoted or on track for promotion to partner of council, wanting to become shareholder partners and partner shareholders. So maybe you want to, you know, identify that you need a 360 type review. I would say that you probably want to identify a coach to work with too (laughs) when doing this because it's going to identify areas that you're going to want to work on and a coach can really help you through that in a way that isn't so emotional and difficult because it's hard to read those reviews sometimes, just FYI. And yes, that is something I do, but there's a lot of other coaches out there who do that as well. So think about that. So what do you need? What help? What support? What resources? Think about these things, right? Now, these are the things you want to be able to accomplish, the skills you want to develop, the ways you want to show up, not necessarily based on the firm's timeline or progression chart, because remember, you haven't even gotten to that yet, okay? And I think it's really important for you to get really clear about what you want first before you look at that other stuff because they're not always the same and you want to be motivated you want to be able to stay focused you want to have fun while you're practicing law this is part of that now note this process really highlights that the more senior you get (laughs) it's not just about practicing law right all the stuff you learned in law school that's great for how to think like a lawyer But it doesn't really teach you how to be a lawyer because being a lawyer isn't just about consulting on the law. It's about managing a team or other people. It's about building business. It's about, you know, being a leader. There is a lot more to practicing law than just the law. And this process really highlights that. So if you are one of those people that is really starting to feel that and it, it feels overwhelming or a little bit complicated, I'd suggest you go back and review a couple of past episodes that can help, okay? Number one, I would say go back and, and listen to the one about leadership leading in uncertain times. I think it's safe to say that the last year and a half, almost two years now, has really highlighted how uncertain life can be and how uncertain, you know, the world can be. And it's highlighted that, y'all. It's always been that way. It's just that sometimes things happen that make it more obvious. That's a really good episode for understanding the mindset and the mentality you need to be able to lead in very uncertain times when things feel especially unknown. I would also go back and listen to the episode on how to have a more productive mindset because productivity isn't just about you know, checking off the boxes, getting your to-do list done, knowing how to prioritize properly. All of those things are important, but first you need the right mentality. Notice there's a theme here, right? <laughs> it's a mental mentality thing first and foremost. So I would go back and listen to that episode as well. And then for those of you who are more senior and are really needing to build up your book of business and realize, okay, there's a lot to it and it it feels like a lot and it can be really time-consuming, just know it can be less complicated and less time-consuming than you think. It's all about developing a strengths-based business plan that's super simple and being really, really strategic. And for help with that, go back and listen to the episode on legal marketing and business development. There's there's an episode I did on kind of my step-by-step process for creating that plan 
and going through it in a very simple, strategic manner. All three of those episodes I highly recommend, and I will have links in the show notes to them, okay? The other thing I would say is don't think that you should never get help. There's always people out there who can help you. And it starts with, I've mentioned this before, mentors. You need good mentors who can help you figure out, you know, how to best go about doing things, how to simplify. There are people before you who've done it who you can learn a lot from. So make sure you have those rock-solid mentorship relationships. And if you don't, start thinking about who you want to develop those relationships with, okay? The other thing I'd say is there's plenty of people out there who can help you. For example, I help attorneys with business development and also those soft skills that I've talked about and being bigger, better, more effective leaders so that they can build their practice without overextending themselves and they can do it in a very strategic manner. So consider hiring a coach that can help you. And it doesn't have to be me, right? There's plenty of great coaches out there. Just be aware there's a lot of resources and things that you can get help with. Be sure as you're going through this process, you identify those areas and you start to jot down, okay, where can I get this help? Who can help me? Get it. There's zero shame in it. And I will say, people who are truly successful, they all know that they need a network of people, a big network of people, family, friends, peers, colleagues, mentors, coaches, etc. All right, off the soapbox for getting help. Let's move on to step number six. It is finally time to fill out your firm's form or questionnaire. So now is where you gather all of the stuff you've got and you fill that out. So I think you're going to find that this is way easier to do once you've gathered all this other information. Don't do it standalone, as I've said. You have everything you need at your fingertips to fill this out. And it's going to be so much more in-depth, way better, way more thoughtful than it would have been had you not gone through this process before you, okay? It shows them that you're serious about your own professional growth and development. It shows leadership, self-leadership qualities, okay? So take your time, be proactive, put your best foot forward, but be honest, And whenever you do highlight mistakes, missteps, et cetera, put down what you've already identified that you've learned from it and how you're going to use that moving forward. Put down your next steps of, you know, how you're going to further develop yourself, what help you're going to need, what resources you're putting together. So once you've done that, you submit it, you think you're done. You're not done yet, sorry to say. There's one more thing you need to do. It's time to sit down and outline the specifics that you want to talk about in your review when you have the formal in-person review. And this is important for several reasons. You can't take all of that information that you've gathered and everything you've written down even in your firm's review and talk about it in your in-person review. They're just not long enough and nobody has nobody wants to spend that kind of time. And so you want to highlight a couple of things, right? Number one, highlight your biggest areas of improvement and your biggest wins, right? So that you can talk about what you learned from these experiences and what you did do right. Number two, where you want to improve. You want to highlight areas that you've identified for improvement and your ideas for how you'd like to do that. 
So remember, be honest about your areas of need and show that you've reflected deeply on how you want to move forward and improve. And then third, throughout you want to make sure that you highlight your strengths. We all have unique strengths, right? Things that are kind of our superpowers. One of mine is the ability to connect with people on a very deep level very quickly. It's a strength, right? Another one of mine is I have this ability of making things that feel and seem super complicated and complex incredibly simple. I can like take stuff that seems all jumbled and all disconnected and put it together in a very simple step-by-step. So you have those strengths too. Not necessarily those strengths. Some of you do. Others have different ones. I had a client who is amazing at collaborating. And she's especially good at putting together teams of people that are perfect fits for one another. Okay, so what are your unique strengths? Be sure you know what those are and you highlight them throughout because it adds value to your firm. And you want to find ways where you really show up using your strengths as much as humanly possible. And I would say this because I've mentioned this several times now. If you are not sure what your specific strengths are, then I suggest you go take the Clifton Strengths Assessment. I'm not affiliated with them, but I do sometimes use them with my clients. It's a really great assessment that will help you specifically identify your unique strengths and how to utilize them in your everyday life and within the work that you do. And I will put a link to that in the show notes. All right, finally, a couple of quick notes about how to handle yourself within your in-person review. So number one, you do want to remember to be your own best advocate. Do not shy away from pointing out what you're good at, what your natural strengths are, and what your big wins and achievements were for the year, okay? Especially be sure to point out your biggest wins that might not be top of mind because they aren't as recent. Remember, people remember the recent stuff, not the stuff that happened earlier in the year. So you want to be able to highlight it. This especially goes for my ladies out there, okay? I don't know why this is, but women tend to have a bigger problem tooting their own horn. You want to be able to do that. And there are ways to do that. So maybe work with your coach or a mentor on how to do it in a way that feels good and comfortable to you. But there are definite ways you can do that in a very softer way that feels good to you and is comfortable, but also highlights it. You don't want to be passive, okay? Now, that being said, you also want to strike a balance between highlighting your biggest accomplishments and acknowledging your areas that need improvement. Taking responsibility for mistakes and identifying potential goals for the next year that help build up what you're weak in, okay? So there is a balance. It's not just about the good. You got to have the bad. But remember, there's an art to it. And you want to do, you know, address the so-called bad in a way that is more positive where, hey, I've learned from this. I've thought about this. Here's what I want to do. Here's where I want your help, okay? Now, all of that being said, don't make your talking points like too big because you want to listen more than talk. Yes, you want to advocate for yourself. Yes, you want to highlight things. Yes, you want to take responsibility. But you also want to be a really great listener. Never, ever interrupt. Only talk when asked to speak. Be a listener and let them kind of lead the conversation 
and just be prepared to deal with whatever comes up, okay? And if you've prepared fully the way we've talked about it, you will be prepared for whatever comes up. The other thing I would say is be sure to be a team player. I've mentioned this before, but it it's really important that if somebody helped you out in some way, make that clear. Give them their deserved kudos. Not only does it make you look better, but it will get back to them. And it really does build a more trusting relationship. And it, it's seen as a great leadership quality, by the way. Also, ask questions. Pointed, specific questions. Where do you want me to improve? What do you want me to be doing this next year to move so that I can move to the next level? right? What do you want to see most from me? And if you have specific goals in mind, maybe you're more senior and you definitely know you want to make partner. Maybe you are a non-equity partner and you want to be an equity partner soon. Maybe you are an equity partner, but you want to be on the management committee. Or maybe you want to be promoted to an executive position within your firm or your company. You need to be honest about that, okay? Tell them, I'm really interested in X, Y, or Z, And ask them, what do they need to see from you specifically to get there? Now, that's really important to ask it that way because it doesn't close any doors. Get it allows you to know what's expected and to get more specifics. And be sure to press them, right? Press them nicely, gently, but firmly for specifics about what they need to see. And you can even say, look, I know I'm a couple years away, but I also know that there are things you need to see and it takes takes time. So what do you want to see from me this next year and even beyond that I need to be thinking about? Note, this process isn't the most comfortable, right? It's not supposed to be. But it's so helpful for you. And if you, if you prepare the right way, you're going to be so ready for the in-person and you're going to feel as comfortable as you possibly can, FYI. One note that if if this stresses you out, just the thought of doing this, or while you're going through this, you start to get a little anxious, that's normal. But I would recommend that you listen to, I think it was episode 28, a very recent episode, about how to get more comfortable with uncomfortable feelings. These are those uncomfortable feelings that get stirred up, right, when we prepare for this type of a review. So go back and listen to that because it's going to help you through it. And the other thing I would note is, I see this occasionally. Sometimes this process brings to light that your priorities have changed. Maybe you always thought you wanted to make partner, but you've decided that's not really what I want anymore. Or you were tagged early on to be a a leader, right? To, To move into a leadership role. And you realize that's just, that's not what I want. I wanted it at one time or I thought I did, but it's not what I want anymore. I have young kids now who are getting older and need me more and it's just not the right time in my life. If that's you, it's normal to be like, oh crap, what now? How do I deal with this? I would say go back and listen to episode number 21. I will put that in the show notes. It's about what to do when you realize your priorities have changed. And the thing I would say to you is this happens. It's normal. We all have different seasons of life. It's totally okay, but do not ignore it. You need to actually deal with it. Otherwise, it gets harder and harder to deal with and you end up absolutely unfulfilled, totally burned out because you're trying to do all the things everybody else wants of you, but then trying to fit in the things you want and it's just not sustainable. So don't ignore it, okay? All right, so there you have it. Hopefully this will give you a much better structure so that you can best prepare for your annual review. And again, it's not just about your review, it's about your overall career development. So do take it seriously. Do take the time 
to do this. I know this is a more intensive process. I usually try to keep things super simple and quick. And this is actually pretty simple to do, but it's not quick. And it is necessary, though, if you want to really get the most out of it and continue to develop professionally. Okay, so before you go, one final reminder. If you have not downloaded your copy of the Life and Law Roadmap, I highly recommend you get it. It is your step-by-step guide to transforming from burned out to balanced and creating both success and balance in life and law. All right, that's it for today. I will see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life and Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a subscriber, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both life and law, including the Life and Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.